Keeping a tight rein on your tongue. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Have you ever met someone who is kind of a loose cannon? You never know what to expect them to say, what kind of mood they might be in, but they have mastered the art of weaponizing their words. Um, I know some people like that. And in the right, wrong circumstances, I think we all find ourselves in a place where we're too quick with our words, too sharp with our words, not careful with our words when we're feeling stressed or angry or hurt. And we're not as thoughtful about what we say and how we say it in those times. Um, James has a lot to say about uh, the control that we exert over our words. Um, He spends the better part of chapter 3, and we're not there yet, on taming the tongue, on the power of the tongue to speak blessing and the power of the tongue to speak words of hurt words that break, words that cut, and um, challenges us to see the responsibility we have um, about the words that we speak, and that what we say and how we say it is every bit as spiritual a thing as um, our participation in worship or um, our activities for mission and those kinds of things, because of what Our words reveal about our hearts. And if the Lord Jesus is alive and active in our hearts through His Spirit, then the fruit of His Spirit should be present and visible in our lives. And that will manifest in our words, in what we say and how we say it and uh, the intent behind how we use our words. Words are very important. And today, uh, in the end of uh, chapter 1, we catch a little tiny bit of James's thinking on how we use our words as we read together verses 26 through 27. But before we get into the text this morning, let's go to the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. We thank you for your word and its teaching Uh, Father, we're not always careful with our words. Uh, Sometimes we do weaponize our words when we're angry and hurt or stressed or scared, and we use our words to hurt others, Lord God. Would you convict us of uh, the wrongness of that attitude and show us, Lord God, how to speak words both in truth, um, but words that bless and encourage and edify even when we're speaking a hard word of truth. uh, It can be a word that blesses and encourages and edifies. So, Lord God, you lead us and teach us through your word today and help us apply these things uh, as your spirit um, shows us the way. We thank you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, this is James chapter 1, verses 26 through 27. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves, and their religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress, and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world." 
Now, I don't think James is referring to religion in quite the same way that we think of religion. We think of religion in terms of the religious systems all around us, and perhaps that plays into this thinking to some degree. Um, but, but James, I think, is talking about religious devotion. Uh, religious devotion or um, a religious commitment that God accepts as pure and faultless as this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Um, so uh, in addressing that aspect, James is saying true religion is a commitment to living out the ethic of God in the world. Uh, to live from that stance of the heart, to do things toward others that would be a reflection of God's very heart. What are some things that would reflect God's heart? Um, Looking after orphans, caring about people in that situation, Uh, looking after widows in their distress, and then keeping oneself from being polluted by the world, caring about one's integrity, caring about um, uh, not being caught up in the world's ways, Uh, but being devoted to the ways of God. That is pure and faultless religion, uh, religious expression or religious commitment from James's perspective. The verse that we want to zero our our attention on most this morning, though, is verse 26. And James says, those who consider themselves religious or committed to God and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves, and their religion is worthless. Um, This is an important statement because the way we talk and how we use our words is a direct reflection of the workings of the Spirit on our hearts. If we truly are committed to God and surrendered to Jesus and and we're becoming His disciple, we're seeking after God, we're hungry after God, uh, we're devoted to following Jesus, then that commitment should reveal itself in the way that we're conducting ourselves in this life. And our words are a very, very important expression of what's really going on in our hearts. If we're going around all day cutting people down, bringing up their shortcomings, never encouraging it them or cheering them on, being critical, uh, being hurtful, uh, being sharp and sarcastic all the time, then that is a reflection of a heart that is not being transformed in its most inward parts by the Lord Jesus Christ in the presence of His Spirit within us. Um, That is a heart that's flooding out the flesh. That's a heart that's operating in the flesh and whose words are just a, a, a pipeline of the flesh. It's a revealing thing, our words. Um, If your words are less and less sounding and looking like Jesus and more and more sounding and looking like um, the ugliness of your heart, then I think that gives us pause to wonder whether or not we're really being, whether or not we're converted, whether or not we're really being transformed by the Spirit of God within us. Our words really do matter. And in the temporal, in the interim, between now and eternity, Sometimes we lose sight of just how important our words are. Think about your own journey as a child. I bet there are words spoken to you and over you that you still remember from childhood. And I bet you in some way those words are still impacting you as a person. 
unless you let Jesus into that wound from words to heal you and restore you. Uh, There are words spoken over me by people I loved and looked up to. There are words spoken over me by my contemporaries in school that for many, many years had dramatic impact on my life and held me back and held me in a prison where I heard the soundtrack of lies from the enemy through those words spoken over me and gave those things so much power. And the last several years of my life, I've been inviting Jesus into those wounds to unpack and heal. And if we're not intentional about letting Jesus into the wounds that words have caused us to unpack and heal, then we are stunted by those words and we're hold hostage by those words. And in many ways, those words hold us in a prison. Uh, in that moment in time when those words were spoken over us because we've given them so much power. You need to understand that words have power, and you need to understand that if you can look back on your life and see the power of words spoken over you, both positive and negative, then you ought to think about the power your words have to speak both a positive and encouraging thing into a person's life and a negative and crippling thing into a person's life. Words really do matter, and James doesn't let us off the hook. Those who consider their commitment to God... Um, and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues, deceive themselves, and their commitment to God is worthless. Uh, if you consider yourself committed to God, and you're, you're not careful with your words, you're fooling yourself, and, and you're proving your commitment to God worthless. Challenged by these words, my friend, and I'm challenged by the opportunity I have today to use my tongue, to use my words, to speak blessing and encouragement and hope and truth into the lives of others. And I hope you are challenged too. Let's use our words well today. Let's let the Spirit infuse our words with godly wisdom and guide and direct us in the speaking of them into the lives of the people around us. All right, my friends, thanks for taking time to study today, and I pray that this teaching was a blessing to you. God bless you as you continue to consider these words today.